Hey there, my friends. Welcome to Lean and Clean with Fitness Chef Christine. I am your host, Christine. And if you are a lady in midlife and you are struggling, you are in the right place. Today, we're going to talk about the struggle of mindset. The ways that our mind really drags us down and really makes us believe that we can't achieve our goals when in fact we have survived 100% of our hard days so that we know we can achieve those goals is just about getting our mind right. And that is not always an easy task. Growing up in a family where it was very centered on having a really good body and making sure that you look good and all those things, growing up that way, I really didn't have a good relationship with my own body. I really didn't have a good relationship with food. So it took me many years to undo that mindset and really come out on the other side as a healthy individual when it comes to food. Curiously enough, I went into the culinary field because I absolutely loved food and I loved that comfort and the joy of creating something delicious to share with others. And my mom's side was a very food-centric family. She was Her whole family was Lebanese and we would come over and the table would just be laden with all kinds of foods instantly. But on my dad's side, there were a lot of issues with obesity and they were very critical of anybody who is not in good shape. And that was me. I did not have the best overall shape as it growing up. I was a little more on the chunky side. And so they would make comments and this further eroded my self-confidence. It was not done in a mean or nasty way. It was done in a loving way where they wanted to help me. Maybe you shouldn't have those chips because you don't want to gain more weight. Or maybe you should refrain from eating anymore. But that in my head was like a little recorder of things that would say to myself, even my adult years. I had a lot of work to undo all that. And so how did I come to that point? And how do I help others do that? First, I really practice positive self-talk. So cultivating positive self-talk through affirmations, through journaling, through just looking in the mirror and telling yourself that you love yourself, finding all those good things to love really can help undo a lifetime negative comments, even from yourself. When I decided that I wanted to become a water fitness instructor, that meant that I had to go in front of 50 people in a bathing suit jump up and down, go side to side. And you can imagine there's a lot of jiggly wigglies that happen when you're doing all that. And I had to get my mindset right before I could get up there and do that. Now, luckily I had a friend who pushed me into it where I didn't have time to think about it all that much, but it was definitely something I had to overcome. Now, granted, I had lost 50 pounds by that point. So I was feeling fairly good about myself in comparison to where I was. But I knew I still had cellulite. I knew I still had baggy areas. And that can certainly play into your head. So I had to positive self-talk myself every class, every time. Tell myself, people are not judging you. The only person judging you is you. It's okay to have jiggly parts. We're women. That's what happens. And then I had a clarity of purpose. I had clear goals in mind of things I wanted to work on. So one of the things is gaining strength. So I work on that every day, actually in different ways. I strength train six days a week, sometimes five days a week. And then I do Pilates on the opposite days and water fitness in congruency with strength training. But my point is still that you have to have a roadmap of success. You have to envision what does that success look like? You have to write down your specific goals. We went through a whole goal setting thing, but you need to know where it is you're going in order to get there. And you have to really, in your heart of hearts, believe that you can get there. 
So many ladies I've worked with come into it. I'm just going to try this. It's not a try. You have to give it your all and you have to be committed to the outcome. You have to believe that this is the answer and that you're going to make your goal work. What I teach is very simple. It's very simple. People look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them it's really about fueling your body, keep it moving, both in a workout and walking, and just make sure that you're hydrating. It's not rocket science, but if you keep at it, you will get to your goal. The problem is that A, you may come into it not believing it's going to work because of past experiences, been there. B, you might get that shiny object syndrome where it's working for you, but maybe not as fast as you think it should. So then you hop on the other bus going the other direction. And all those things can derail us. We have to have clarity of purpose and resilience to face the challenges, right? Think of all the challenges you've had in life. I'll share with you one of mine. One of my hardest challenges in my whole life was I was pregnant for my first child And never having had a child, I didn't realize that I had gone into premature labor. I was sitting at my desk doing my work, and I kept having some pains. And the gal next to me had just had a baby. And she asked me, are you feeling okay? I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel great. I just, I'm hurting a little bit. So she asked me about it. And then a few minutes later, she asked me again. I'm like, I'm still having the pains. And she forced me to call the doctor. I went into the doctor to find out that I was already five centimeters dilated. And there was no option to stop the labor at that point. Unfortunately, I was only 22 weeks pregnant and I had to go through with the delivery. Despite six hours of trying to stop the labor, they were not able to do that. And I knew going into that labor that my baby would not survive beyond a couple of minutes. And so I went through with it and I kept praying the entire time, God, give me the grace to deal with this. And it was very difficult, even after the pregnancy, even after I gave birth to her. She took one breath and she died, and she was this perfect little angel. But my heart was absolutely broken. And every time I saw children around, I would just cry. People would ask me, how are you doing, Mama? Because they didn't realize that the baby had died. And the whole process would start again. I would cry and feel sorry for myself and think, how could this have happened to me? But out of that grew strength. And I grew determined to figure out what was going on in my body that had happened. And we found out that I had an incompetent cervix. So going forward, I found a specialist that could clamp my cervix together and make sure that I could then have a a positive experience and have a baby. Unfortunately, my next pregnancy came along. And right the day before I was supposed to have the cerclage where they clamp your cervix shut, I had a miscarriage. And that set me back even further mentally. And again, I prayed and I thought about what is the lesson there? What is it that God's trying to tell me? And I carried on and I got pregnant again. This time I had the cerclage and I was gifted a beautiful baby girl. Her name is Jess and she's now 29 years old and a mother herself. And I have a great little grandson whom I treasure. But because of that situation, I became a better mother And 15 months later, Dan came along. Even though they told me I would never be able to conceive quickly or at all maybe because of the scar tissue from the cerclage. So we never know what God has in store for us. And we never know what exactly the twists and turns are going to be of our life. But if we can stay focused on the goal and what we want and realize that we can overcome so much adversity, more than we could ever possibly think we could. Later on in my life, I was faced with the challenge of my mom developing ALS, 
where she had that muscle wasting disease that started in her throat and then carried on to the fact that she couldn't eat, so she had a feeding tube. She was the strongest woman I know, and she loved to talk. So having that taken away was a horrible lesson for her. But she wrote on her white pad one day, makes me a better listener. And that's the truth of it. There's always something good that comes out of something bad. We have to find that and march forward. Resilience in the face of challenges is something that we develop over time. But if we keep looking for the lesson instead of dwelling on the, the horrible situation that we're in, oftentimes we can overcome it and be prepared for what comes in the future a little bit better. And we have to be adaptable. Like embracing change is something huge for me. When I, early on, I started out, I really, when I was in high school, I worked at a flower shop and I really wanted to own my own flower shop when I got older. But my parents would not pay for me to go to floral school. I, they said they would pay for me to go to college for finance or business. So I went in for finance and marketing and I got my degree. And while I was getting my degree, I worked at a flower shop down the street, learning and learning. And with my first paycheck, I bought a floral cooler. And then I set out a plan to get to my end goal of owning a flower shop, which I eventually did. And then my husband got a better job and we moved to California and I didn't really take the flower shop with me. That's when I entered culinary school in California and went a different direction. The fun thing is the world is your oyster and you can change at any time. You're not stuck on a path. You have to believe that you can change at any time, whether it's change your body, change your life, change your relationships. That change is a doable thing. Your change in your mindset will get you where you want to go. So the more dynamic approach you have to goal setting, the better off you'll be. One of my favorite ways to do that is to set the goal and then figure out what habits are going to get me to that goal. So what are the daily things that I need to do to get me to that goal? And then I start chunking those things up. So I break down the larger goal into smaller goals and tasks, and then I stack them on top of each other. So for instance, I get up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I stretch because I know I want to be more flexible so that when I go into my strength workouts, I'm not pulling any muscles. I'm not hurting myself. And so all those three things happen. Boom, boom. First thing in the morning, because I know that if I don't get them done first thing in the morning, they're probably not going to get done. And I encourage all the ladies I work with to do your workouts first thing before life goes crazy, before your kids need you, before your grandkids need you, before your husband needs you, whatever the case may be. Focus on getting your goals done first thing in the morning. Next thing is we focus on the solutions and not the problems. So in order to have a solution-oriented mindset, we encourage I encourage you to seek opportunities and focus on finding the solutions rather than dwelling on the problems. And that's a little bit about what we talked about in terms of pregnancy, right? I was focused on finding a way to have that child and bring that child to term rather than focusing on the fact that my body wasn't carrying that child correctly. And really, it was my fault. And she was developing beautifully, but my body just couldn't hold her anymore. And there was a lot of guilt around that for a long time. But once I realized that I needed to focus on the solution, how could I then find a doctor to help me have a baby to full term? That's when the change came. That's when I was able to do that. And when I had the faith that God had that plan for me, that's when change came. So that desire, the goal, the steps to get to the goal, all of that is so important. And when you do achieve that goal, I hope you celebrate it. I hope that you celebrate the small, tiny little victories as well as the giant victories, everything. So every little change along the journey should be celebrated. 
For instance, once I set the goal of losing 50 pounds, I celebrated with new clothes. I would get rid of the clothes that no longer fit me because I was never going back there. So don't keep your fat girl clothes, ditch them and buy yourself a new wardrobe as you go. You don't have to buy the whole thing, but pants that actually fit, shirts that actually fit, that aren't baggy, that don't feel, don't, aren't loose, something that makes you feel good in yourself. You're going to feel a world of difference when you start feeling like your goal is coming at you and you start feeling better. So act like the goal is happening, like you're reaching that goal, dress like you're reaching that goal and start to get rid of all that old baggage, start to clear it up, whether it is old clothes or just outdated things, get rid of it. I have a rule, one thing in and two things out. This way I can start depleting all the clothes that I have sitting around that I no longer need because man, it does pile up fast. And then really assessing, looking at your feedback. Have you really achieved the goal? Have you kept on the path to getting to the goal or have you veered off the goal? And if you found that you've taken a left turn or so, turn back around, get back on that goal, the goal train and keep moving forward. And you have to have patience. I can't tell you the number of women that I have worked with who were doing so well, but were not satisfied with the amount of time it was taking to see the change and decided to give up and wait for later and try again. If they had just kept going, they would have seen the change that they wanted so much sooner. Now, many of them came back to me and were able to finally follow through and get to their goal, but it would have happened a lot faster had they just kept straight ahead going. And I get it. Things happen. They happen for me too. So we just have to, you know, give ourselves some grace, get back on the goal. And honestly, if you pray about it every day and you're journaling and you're writing and you're goal setting and you're working those healthy habits, while it may sound overwhelming, you can do it. I am your biggest cheerleader. If I can do it, I know you can do it. I want you to continue moving every single day. I want you to hydrate your body, drink water at the minimum a half of your body weight, and make sure that you're fueling your body with proper protein and a good amount of vegetables at every meal, a couple fruits a day. Make sure that you're doing yourself great favors by eating some gut-friendly foods. All of those things will get you to your goals. It may take a while, but you can definitely do it. And I'm here to help you. So reach out if you need me. I'll drop my information below and just give me a holler. We'll work together. I'll get you to your goals. And with a group of ladies that are also working towards those goals, I have a nice free Facebook group. They're all supportive and wonderful. It's called Menopause, Macros, and Movement. And those are the things that we really concentrate on. So I hope you'll join us and I hope you have a great day and stay blessed. I'm praying for each and every one of you and I thank you for joining me today. If you love the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would take a minute, rate the podcast and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts um, because those are the ways that really help us get the word out. And I love that you're with me and I hope that you'll join me again. Many blessings.